The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest, Marion Montang, Portfolio Manager at Gradient Investments. So Jim Bullard sounding less hawkish is kind of interesting. Uh, we know he doesn't vote this year, but he is a leader. And although the comments were somewhat nullified by the labor data today, uh, because he is a leader, do you think these words come back to play uh, a, a, an important role later? Uh, you know, I think we just have to look at the data and everything we're seeing from the manufacturing side from uh, in yesterday's report and also from uh, the eight private uh, employment numbers today and numbers we're going to see tomorrow indicate that we still have inflation pressures from the labor side of things. Now, we know that a lot of commodities have rolled over from their June peaks, but uh, labor and uh, that feeds uh, quite a bit into the consumer services side of things. Uh, that is still a pressure on, uh, on pricing, and we think going to keep the, uh, the Fed uh, uh, raising rates in the coming months. Uh, so, you know, this less hawkish stuff, I, I'm just uh, going to glide past that and yeah, uh, keep I get my it. eye on numbers. Yeah. I, I think we understand that. Uh, but the job market, job market is a, a lagging indicator, right? And the bond and stock markets are leading. Um, the Fed seems to be hanging its hat on a, on a lagging indicator, and maybe Bullard senses that. Uh, you know, I think we're just going to have to work through the uh, increases that have taken place, the, the path that they've been on, which is uh, to continue to increase at a probably much lesser pace, uh, and then wait for all of this to roll through. And, uh, you know, at some point in time, we think that the, the Federal Reserve will certainly stop raising uh, but cutting, uh, that could be, you know, next, uh, at the end of this year into next year. Well, tell me something, Marianne. I, I mean, are, is it possible that we could be in a slightly different economic paradigm now, given all that we've been through with the uh, QE, uh, the bond market, the uh, GFC, et cetera, et cetera, and cheap money, that uh, the job market will remain solid as the, uh, as the interests, uh, as interest rates keep on going up and up and up, and that would leave them in a real conundrum? I, well, I think we are in a different uh, situation right now, and that is that um, you know the the uh, uh, the economy is starting to uh, trail off a bit, uh, in, and uh, we're going to have uh, you know reduced demand, uh, and we we have quantitative tightening going on at this point. Uh, so those are all areas that indicate to us that interest rates will remain elevated for a while. 
So it seems like 3,800 on the S&P 500 uh, has been an important level, um, perhaps technically uh, more than anything else. Uh, It was support back in July when we really tanked, and and we've been pivoting around it. Uh, If if we move lower in the next couple of days, does that open a, a whole new downward push in your view? I, you know, I think uh, I hate to try to time these things over a few days' time, but uh, we were actually, you know, closer to the 3,600 level uh, when we started to, you know, show support in there. Um, and right now, we're just trading in a very narrow range. I, I do. Do we? Uh, do we go back to that um, that thirty six hundred area? That could happen. Uh, I do think that would show uh, support once again. Um, but uh, um, I, I just think we have to get through earnings season, and we'll probably see a lot of managements defer from raising uh, expectations for the year, um, and they'll probably have good enough numbers. But it's going to be that lack of confidence in the rest of the year uh, that will probably, you know, pressure us down to that support area in the 3600s. Marion, I like the fact that you, uh, of course, looking at uh, the uh, uh, market for some of those uh, companies which may well do well, didn't do well last year. And it's like Sesame Street. And today's episode begins with the letter A. That's right. So I happen to like alliteration, and three of the stocks that were dogs last year are Alphabet, Amazon, and American Tower. And Alphabet, along with Amazon, are, you know, those tech stocks that really took a hammering with uh, rising interest rates and lower valuations. Uh, But we think the fundamentals are there to support good stock uh, price movement. Uh, With Alphabet, the stock is trading at about 17 times uh, this year's earnings, and uh, they're expected to grow mid-teens. So that's pretty good valuation on something like an Alphabet or Google, as people used to call it. Um, There's so much negativity out there. Uh, We just think that uh, management can make some uh, uh, more aggressive layoffs and uh, help to boost margins, and that would be received well uh, by investors. And in the case of Amazon, um, you know, it's this is one that may benefit from the fact that the founder is chairman of the board, and he mm. may be just frustrated enough to spin out that AWS group under Andy Jassy, the current CEO. There's nothing wrong with that part of the business. Uh, it'll give better value to the stockholders and let uh, Bezos go back and manage the remainder of the businesses. Uh, mm. That kind of founder's return to active management has been good for shareholders of Starbucks and uh, Disney. Uh, in the latter I was about ready to ask that, you about about Disney yeah. uh, skipping over the B and the C and getting there because it had a tough time last year, but it's had a pretty good start to this year. Well, you know, the hemorrhaging has stopped in the stock valuation that was going on under the prior CEO, and I think there's a lot of things they need to clean up. Uh, so it's not one of our, our favorites this year. Um, I, I think it may tread water for a while uh, as they go through that cleanup process. It might take longer than most people expect. But the third A for me is American Tower, which is the largest cell tower REIT globally and now includes some data centers. So a valuation, 20 times uh, forward funds flow. That's their EPS. 
Um, it's at the low end of a historical valuation range on both an absolute basis and relative to the market as a whole. Um, we think it's going to have uh, earnings growth in the mid to high single digits, and it tends to be very stable and defensive business. Um, they had a rough 2022 when Sprint and uh, T-Mobile combined, uh, but now we've established a new base, and we think that uh, we're going to have strong demand uh, in 2023 across their services. All right, Marianne, thanks very much for joining us. Marianne Montang, Portfolio Manager at Gradient Investment. Sorry, we didn't get a chance to get to China, Hong Kong and China. Uh, we'll save that for next time with Marianne. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.